Good afternoon and welcome to In the News. I am your host, Crystal Carmen Stevens, and with me always is Father Bill Leary. Father, how are you today? Very well, very well, Crystal. Thanks for having me here and thanks everybody for listening. Thank you very much. We really do appreciate you. All right, we have a lot to talk about, so we're just going to get started. Firstly, I want to talk about um, what you did last week, Father. Well, I'll tell you, we were, uh, the first week of October, all the priests of the diocese, I would estimate about 120 uh, of us, uh, not all the retired men, of course, uh, were at the Continuing Ed Conference in Hunt Valley, Maryland. I don't know how many uh, people know this. Probably most active parishioners realize that we go away for a week every year in October for Continuing Ed, and we listen to speakers and uh, we, of course, have daily mass, uh, exposition of the Blessed Sacrament. is a very strong spiritual component there. As a matter of fact, uh, they assign a uh, religious order priest usually as our chaplain for the week. Okay. And we can uh, go to confession to him or go for spiritual direction. So we sign up. And it was a very good week of uh, var various topics. And um, it was very inspiring. We, we had a, a, tre a treatment on transgenderism. Uh, we had Father Dennis Gill come in from Archdiocese of Philadelphia, uh, rector of the cathedral, St. Peter and Paul, and also chief liturgist of the diocese, speak about liturgy. Uh, we had uh, a, a man or a woman come in and talk about church management from the Villanova University School of Business. There's That's, a church management component. There. Sounds like a fun-filled week. I have a question. Does the bishop join you guys? Yes. Oh, absolutely. The bishop is there. And Bishop Gaynor, emeritus, wow. was wow. there as well. I was glad to see that. I thought he would opt out. Now, do they take part in the, um, I'm assuming they're like seminars that you guys well, have Well, what he does the is the uh, the bishop, uh, the uh, Friday morning, we're done Friday at lunch, after lunch. So Friday morning, uh, every, every bishop we've ever had will always speak, take the whole morning and speak about the, you know, the vision of the diocese. What's his vision of the diocese? Well, uh, he spoke um, a lot, you know, about uh, affirming the the, uh, the diocese, and he's only been here since June, as you know, mm -hmm. uh, from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, where he was an auxiliary bishop, in fact, rector of the seminary, and he just affirmed the uh, the, the spirit of the people, and he's, he's gotten around to a lot of the parishes already uh, for mass and for visitation, and I, that was basically it. That was my takeaway. Um, and uh, <laughs> he says we've we've got to uh, we got to look at Catholic education. Yes. How we're funding the schools, and uh, the the assessments. And he talked about like curriculum in Catholic education. No, he did not. He did not talk about uh, uh, catechesis or curriculum in in Catholic education. He did not. Uh, that I as can... a former catechist. Um, yeah. Catechesis needs to be looked at. I think. Yeah, well, I I agree <laughs> with you. I'm a big catechetical guy. And I love theology and catechetics. Uh, but no, I don't think he directly addressed that. Uh, he, he said that he definitely wants to get around to all the parishes. He wants to be present to the people. And he just wants to be a, a good shepherd. And, and then there was Q&A, questions and answers uh, from, the, uh, from the priest. I didn't take notes on that. But again, the subject matter of the schools came up and the high schools and, and uh, funding them. And I, uh, the, the difficulty of you know, the expenses of, of running a school, and I stood up and I talked to, uh, boast, kind of boasted a little bit about my school, very small, K through five, 61 students, and I have two classroom teachers running the school wow. while they're doing their wow. regular classroom obligations. And we call them the co-directors, pay, pay them a little bit of extra money. And so, you know, I just presented it as a kind of a creative solution that others might want to uh, try out. Obviously, you got to have two 
teachers that get along very well with uh, one obviously. another. And let's all say a prayer for them because they are doing a mag- a, yeah. just a tremendous amount of work. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we just had school board meeting last night. So you mentioned transgenderism was yeah. a topic that you guys talked about. Um, who, who, who led that discussion? Mary Rice Hassan. She is with the uh, Ethics and Public Policy Center in Washington, D.C., sort of a think tank. Uh, she's a lawyer, mm-hmm. Catholic, and uh, just uh, had a lot to say. It took an entire morning, um, two, two sessions, on, on the whole subject matter of transgenderism and basically said you can't you can't change your gender i mean she was very clear on that you can't do that sex is binary it's a man woman that's the way we were created and she emphasized that a lot of the people have underlying psychological issues when they say they feel like a man if a man who says i feel like a woman or vice versa a lot of these people not them are young i mean we got, you got teenagers and adolescents doing this this stuff with the cooperation of parents and yeah. and and the medical professions and in, in many cases. And she says, actually, there are uh, comorbidities that are exist. What's a comorbidity? It's, this, it's, a, it's a sickness that's underlying the, ah. uh, the, the apparent manifest. Now, when I was illness. a kid, when I was a kid, I was a huge tomboy. I climbed trees. There I played go. with the boys. I played. I, I loved to play tackle football. Okay. I am just very grateful <laughs> that I was born then and not now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, she said also that uh, for 50 years now, we have separated sex from procreation. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is the latest iteration of, of that. And um, so this, we have to be very compassionate to these people. She, she's big on that. She was big on that. And the Pope has talked about accompaniment. And, uh, but he has, he's also spoken against uh, transgenderism while simultaneously speaks about you know, pastoral care um, of them. And uh, he says uh, he, he says that it's very important that we treat them with with compassion. But, we, but she said, you know, we can't give into it. Um, we we can't. There, there's one case of a of a um, a boy was uh, changed into a girl, or supposedly uh, very young, and uh, regretted it. Wrote a book about it, and um, is, is mutilated now and and in various ways. And the women, when they become the uh, ersatz. Uh, men, I mean, they're double mass. You, you get it, yeah. you know, double mastectomies. Yeah. Uh, the, the uterus is taken out. They can never nurse again if they ever change their minds. When you know, want to assert their womanhood again, forget it. Yeah. After the surgery, that's it's it's a done it's a done deal. So um, the drive driving it, the queer theory is driving it. It is atheistic, and um, it is they see they see faith in the church and and family. Traditional family as the as That's the, the enemy. enemy. It's the enemy. It's the enemy. Um, so, um, to she, me, it's a mockery of women and womanhood. I think so. You know, just another another sham of the devil. Yes, um, and uh, sex has no meaning for them except for for pleasure. Yeah. Uh, marriage and family are arrangements for adult benefit. They say. Can I ask you a question, Father? Sure. Okay. So I've been thinking about this. Like it, it seems to me that this 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 overwhelming talk about happiness and being happy oh, yeah. and feeling happy sure. um did jesus ever promise us happiness in this world that's a very that's a very good question i'm, I'm thinking of the uh, declaration of independence that we are entitled to the pursuit of happiness yes. it doesn't say happiness no there's no you know no guarantee of happiness uh but uh, we can pursue it yeah we uh but uh i think there is an uh, obsession with that i think you made a very good point there 
uh, that there is this obsession with uh, everything being you know perfect. Yeah. And life is not that way. When M. Scott Peck came out with that landmark book years ago, The Road Less Traveled, and it was a sort of a self-help motivational book. The first, he's a psychiatrist. Okay. And he, the first line is, life is difficult. And he goes on to say, I would have few, fewer patients as a psychiatrist if people would just get that right. Yeah, if they would life understand. Is, life is difficult. Yeah. Um, it, does, it, it doesn't have to be, it's not going to be a perfect. Because I hear people talking about mental health and mental health and mental health. And I'm wondering, like, what are you talking about? Are you talking about the fact that people are just unhappy and that's... That's that's just that's just how things are. Sometimes you can't be happy all the time. That's right. And that, everybody's goes, not going to like you. You're not going to get a thousand likes on social media. That's correct. Uh, and there's this obsession with with popularity, with be as you mentioned with with being liked, um, and um, I think some of that is, is driving the uh, LGBTQ agenda. Um, so uh, I think he, she said that uh, we 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 have to stand up to it. I would have welcomed a little more practicality. I mean, what do we do? What do we do about this? How do we do it from the pulpit? How do we address it from the pulpit? She didn't really say anything about that. I was going to raise my hand and ask, ask that. Um, and um, so, but I, but I get it. You know, we, we have to be uh, loving toward, toward these people. Um, and she talked about, um, in 1996, a small band of activists, the International Bill of Gender, pushed the International Bill of Gender Rights in Houston, and their stipulations are the same as the uh, United Nations uh, gender rights has. UN has some, some something along those lines, as well. The uh, diagnostic manual, the DSM, the psychiatric di di diagnostic manual, mm -hmm. um, still has it a gender identity disorder. They haven't taken it out completely for insurance purposes because they don't want to get sued. Well, they don't want to get sued, <laughs> and if people get get these. Uh, get these surgeries done, yeah. they can get covered by insurance, partially by insurance, if it's a pathology. If, if, you, can, if you can point to, you know, they're not going to cover something that's, you know, not, not an illness. So therefore, the um, medical industry, so to speak, has to, has to keep it in the DSM in some capacity so that uh, they can point to uh, the, the patient. That is so to, cynical. So can point to that and then get insurance coverage. That is so cynical. That and is. It, yeah. And, and she said, you know, with anorexia, for you know, it's a similar analogy. A uh, person's self-perception of their weight is out of touch with their body. You know, I'm fat. Mm -hmm. I'm fat. Well, do we offer them liposuction then? Of course not. No. 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 Nobody would do that. So somebody, a girl comes in and says, I'm a boy. Boy can just say I'm a, I'm a girl. Should, should we should we go be going along with that? I think not. Um, so it was very it was very good, uh, um, very excellent treatment of that, and it was really a wake up call to us as priests and as parents that we address. We so how address do you it. address that from the pulpit? Well, um, what I just very simply say, I don't go into it deeply. I, I just say, uh, we're created man and woman. I've said that from the pulpit. Okay. They, everybody knows what I mean. Yeah. Uh, Adam and Eve, we're created man, we're created woman. And that's basically her message as well. And uh, same with the LGBTQ uh, thing. I, I, I don't go into it a lot, but I do. I do address it. And I say marriage is between a man and a woman. I guess I should, I should add a biological man <laughs> and a biological woman. Um, and a period. So everybody knows, everybody knows, you know, what I'm talking about there and uh, I do give a I do give a chastity talk annual chastity talk to the sixth seventh and eighth and ninth graders um, every Excellent. year yeah well, our school only goes to fifth grade 
So uh, after that, they're largely in public school, but I, I do uh, take it. It's an hour and 15 minutes. And uh, I, 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 again, I touch on that. Um, don't go into a lot of detail, but I say it's between a man and a woman. I, I, I try to emphasize we, we have to be very loving toward them. Uh, nobody is, is hating. Because I think that's a subject that really needs to be talked about in this world is chastity is, you know. Yes, Respecting your body. Respecting, respecting the your body, body and, and uh, respecting the marriage and the family. Yeah. Ch- chast- a single person exercising chastity is actually preparing uh, himself or herself for uh, the upcoming marriage and family. All right, Father, this is fascinating. We can keep going on for hours, I'm sure. But we have to take a break now, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to In the News. I'm your host, Crystal Carmen Stevens, and yes, we are here with Father Bill Weary in studio. Hello. Hello again. Okay, so now it's time to talk about the Synod on Synodality. Yes. All right, here we go. I'm going to start you off with a quote I got from the Crux magazine. Francis said, modern global challenges require the church to be a warm and welcoming presence, free of the politicking, ideology, and rigidity that he says have divided much of the world. What does that mean? Well, this characterizes a lot of his papacy. He is really trying to uh, open up the leadership structures, the, the managerial structures of the church. Uh, this is the, uh, there are 300 and some uh, voting delegates. 363. 363 voting delegates, um, many of whom are laity. I don't really know what the percentage is. There are bishops and cardinals, um, but um, a good number of, of lay, I think regular, I think priests as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the 16th Ordinary General Assembly of the Synod of Bishops. The, these synods of bishops are held approximately every three years since the Second Vatican Council, begun by Paul VI, with different themes uh, in the past. And uh, we've, we've had the Amazonian Synod. Yes, the Synod uh, of the Family. The Synod on the Family, that's right. There was, uh, of course, um, on, the, on the Eucharist and uh, a number of themes throughout so this is a synod of synod. Uh, yeah. On, what does that mean? Synod of synod on synodality. The synodality uh, is basically a, a, a term that uh, means um, more consultative. It's uh, bringing people together. It's it's um, I, do I want to say democratizing uh, the church? And you see that again with uh, with the lay votes, uh, many of whom are women. I mean, this is unprecedented. Yeah, yeah, fifty-four women. Fifty-four have women a and, right to vote. Yes, and some are in, in top leadership uh, capacities in the in the synod. synodality. Uh, basically, is uh, coming together and talking about stuff. So, what are they voting on? What do these voting rights give them the right to vote on? That's a that is a very good question. Um, it's it they're, they're apparently that's going to come on the table are things like the most controversial uh, being uh, women's or, women's ordination. Uh, women, women deacons. Uh, those are two things that I that I can think of. Uh, and other than that, it's going it's going to be. I'm not sure. I, I know exactly. I haven't really done a, a study on this yet. It began October fourth, and it's going to go to the end of October. The sessions are closed, <laughs> as you know. There will be press conferences, 
but the uh, news media is not admitted into the the sessions. Public is not admitted in. Um, and um, uh, what what they're going to be voting on is, I think, structural matters, uh, leadership matter changes, changes in leadership, perhaps um, changes again. Even though he's done this already uh, in the Vatican, uh, Curia mm -hmm. and the bureaucracy, and maybe re rearranging things. Uh, I know there was a, an office that came out of the Amazonian Synod. There was a, a small department that came out of the Amazonian Synod, if I if I am correct, to deal with. Uh, the issues in the uh, Amazon, particularly climate change and environmentalism. Uh, but again, that's it. It's it's, uh, it's bringing people together uh, to talk about uh, to talk about change. And and he uh, he has said he does not have any foregone conclusions. He wants people just to talk and to and to speak their minds. And um, you know that's that's what he's going to do. It's my understanding that Pope Francis has been as clear as he will be about you know the. Uh, women getting into the priesthood, and that has always been a no. Yes, that is correct. I think that is true. Uh, he, oh, another thing that's going to be talked about as well, before I forget, is uh, the blessing of gay unions, some mm -hmm. kind of blessing ceremony, which he seems open to, but as you said, he is he has, has said no to gay marriage. And in the Catholic Church, even in Germany, i gotta got to say that even in Germany, they're not going for full matrimony. Um, even though they're agitating very much for for um, this blessing of gay unions. No, because if you look at the second dubia question, it, it deals with the uh, blessing of marriages. And uh, what's the, uh, and Pope Francis, you know, says is very clear that marriage is an exclusive, stable, and indissoluble union between a man and a woman. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up. There was a, a, several cardinals, Cardinal Raymond Burke, Yes. Being one of them, retired cardinal of the United States, and he they they, they issued questions to the to the Pope, which he answered, mm -hmm. and they they did that about five six years ago, and that those were unanswered uh, regarding uh, Amoris Laetitia. They they had some questions as as do I about certain aspects of Amoris Laetitia, that, and, and he was in radio silence there, but he very quickly answered these uh, these questions. They called dubia. Uh, which I guess is, is, is Latin for doubts or uh, questions. And uh, there were several questions by these four or five cardinals, and one of which was on, you know, where are we going with the marriage issue? And I thought the answer was good. Yeah. Do you have, you I know, mean, the C, the church avoids any kind of rite or sacramental uh, that could contradict this convention and give the impression that something that is not marriage is recognized as marriage. And then at the end of that, he goes into the blessing question and mm -hmm. says, you know, to, and I, and I ask myself too, what would I do if two gay people came up to me and said, "Could you give us a blessing?" Um, and I think I would. I mean, outside, not not an official church, they all bless anybody. Yeah. Uh, but I bless cars. I bless. We bless pets. We just did that. Yeah, my dog has been blessed Saint by Francis. cardinals. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Goodness gracious. Um, so he, he makes a point. People are looking for help when they ask for a blessing. They're looking for help, and we can't really turn them away. And I get that. Uh, as long as you do it in a way that does not confuse the issue. Here's a question: If the church is going to, in in a in a you know uh, figurative world, bless yes. gay marriage, are we gonna talk to them about the fact that that this has to be a chaste union? That's a good. That's another very good point. Uh, I would think in my blessing, I would say something about virtue and chastity. Lord, please uh, inspire these people to live virtuous, uh, chaste lives, or, or something like that. 
Um, and that's that's my question uh, with a lot of Pope's outreach. And I, I certainly understand the pastoral outreach, but there's a radio silence on chat on the issue of chastity. Um, although you know he has been he has been very clear he's following the church's doctrine. He says um, along the all along the way. Um, I, I I guess he is. There are a couple of things in Amoris Laetitia that that I uh, was uh, uns uncertain about, I was unclear about. But uh, as I said before, I said it on this show, I, the press conference on the, on the uh, plane from Lisbon, uh, I thought he held the line pretty good when he was uh, challenged about, um, challenged about, you said everybody's welcome, mm -hmm. but they're not welcome, women are not welcome into holy orders, gays are not welcome into, into uh, sacrament of matrimony, as, as one of the reporters on the plane said. And, he did. His answer was pretty good. He said uh, he used the R word. I don't know if I would have used it. The rules. There are rules, uh, but everybody's welcome. But within inside the institution, there are rules. And I don't know if I use this analogy here on the air or not. But it'd be like a restaurant puts up a sign that says "All are welcome," and then a sign next to it says "No shirt, no shoes, no service." And somebody comes up exactly and says, "Well, I don't feel welcome." Well, I, I you know because I don't have I don't have shoes yeah. on. I'm a convert, right? So yeah. It was my understanding getting into this and that I would have to amend my life oh, yeah. and amend my ways. There you go. Yeah, that's right. It's, <laughs> called, uh, it's called conversion, repentance. Uh, metanoia is the Greek term for turning around. Yeah. We, we do turn, turnarounds, and uh, God bless you. I mean, that's, that's a wonderful way of putting it. We have to, we have to you know, give stuff up uh, if they're in contradiction to the gospel. Yes. When we come into the faith, certainly that was true of the early church and uh, in the Roman Empire. And we're, I keep saying we're back in the Roman Empire and then some yes. right now. So uh, we'll just have, we, can, we, we should be praying. Everybody should be praying for the Synod <coughs> that, that the Holy Spirit really guides it. The infallible charism of the Holy Spirit really guides this, mm -hmm. these deliberations. So uh, maybe uh, we can segue into speaking of the Pope uh, into his new encyclical. Let's do it. Laudate Deum. Laudate Deum. Uh, that which is Latin for praise God, which is about uh, climate change, <coughs> uh, which is a legitimate. I, I have no problem with this. Uh, this is a legitimate area of theology. I, I do believe in environmental theology. Um, I think it, it is a real issue that bears attention. And this is, um, th this is like a sequel to Laudatos, Laudatos Si. Uh, of uh, several years ago, mm -hmm. and um, again he uh, he does criticize the United States and China for being <coughs> among excuse me among it says uh, I'm reading a uh, AP Associated Press article he took square aim at the United States noting that per capita emissions in the United States are twice as high as China and sometimes seven times greater <coughs> than the average in poor countries so um, to get off of the fossil fuel. Um, addiction is is what he's talking about. I think we're trying. I see it happening all over the place. I, we just put huge solar panels up on a hill in Lewistown above the high school. Oh wow! I guess the, the public high school is benefiting from them. I probably uh, chart powering that building in some in some way. And um, so all, all I can say is um, I have not read it. I think you have already. I have tried <laughs> to work my way through it, and yeah, that point is made abundantly clear that we, as the consumers that we are, are. Uh, we, we, we emit a lot more fossil fuels. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, okay. I get it. <laughs> I don't, I I don't know. It, 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 a lot of people are It's God's world. It's, God, it's God's world. Yeah, and goodness knows, I mean, we have, a, we have the cold regions here in the United States. One of my best priest friends is in Mount Carmel, Pennsylvania. I, I've not really queried him on this, uh, but he's probably not too crazy about um, 
you know, the, the sort of attack on the coal industry and, and all that, although it, they're very much diminished now over the years. I learned that uh, all the hydroelectric dams in America emit um, more methane than the whole country of Germany. Really? So, you know, clean energy, <laughs> what is it? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, what, what is it? Well, what is it? I, I think we're still exploring that. Yeah. And um, step by step. Um, so, um, and I feel that like I, I'm being shamed as an American for for my way of life, that, oh. and I don't I don't think that's very nice. I think we need to if we're going to talk about this for real, then I think we need to talk about we need to talk to our corporations. You know, we need to talk about oh yeah the great the great internet. You know the inter how much how 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 much electricity these servers mm -hmm. that are all over the country these big server stations uh, consume. Exactly. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff we need to talk about. And this was issued ahead of the next round of UN climate talks uh, in Dubai, November November 30th. Um, so he wanted to release this in a very timely fashion, and I'm sure it will be subject matter for discussion uh, in, in in Dubai as we continue the you know the conversation on yeah. this. Okay. It's a tough conversation to have because we're all addicted to our stuff. It, absolutely. You know, we're all addicted to it. Father, this has been a wonderful conversation today. Thank you. Thank you for it. Um, can you give us a prayer to lead us out on? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we ask your blessings upon the Synod, now ongoing. In Rome, we ask the blessing on all the delegates and, and the power of the Holy Spirit to be very manifest there. Protect the church in every way uh, and the deposit of faith uh, that we value so much. Bless all those who are listening out there in this wonderful radio station. Keep us always in your love through Christ our Lord. In the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And I want to thank Joe Murphy for stepping oh. in and being our producer today. We really appreciate oh. you, sir. Thanks, Joe. And I want to thank all of you for listening and have a wonderful, blessed day. <laughs>